Well, good afternoon. Good to see you. I say afternoon. It's afternoon when I record this. I have no clue what time it'll be or what it'll be when you listen to it. Uh, but this is, by the way, uh, DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word podcast. I'm Danny Smith. I'm your Bible teacher uh, for DK Ministries. This is March the 29th, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon for me. And it is Easter week. Listen, I want to read a passage of Scripture to you this this afternoon or this morning or whatever it is that you're listening. I'm so sorry. I've had a. I hope you. Your hope your day's been good as mine. I've had a great day. Got to talk to some great folks today, and just have just enjoyed listening and and hearing people, their excitement, and things seem to be getting better in a lot of ways. So we'll talk some more about that in a minute. But Matthew 28. If you have your copy of God's Word, Matthew 28. We're going to start in verse 1, and we're going to read down to verse 8. And yes, 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 we're, we're reading part of the Easter story. It's Easter week. Got to celebrate. Got to do that. So Matthew 28. In fact, I got to be honest with you, uh, I have changed my sermon for what I was going to preach Sunday to preach more directly an Easter message because I'm somewhere where I haven't done that before. Uh, I was at Spring Creek Baptist Church for 28 wonderful years, and I think they had heard... Uh, well, they'd hear a lot of Easter messages. I don't know if they would ever say any of them were wonderful or not. Uh, and I'd, so the last few years there uh, would make mention of it, but not make it uh, just the entire focus. So I felt like a lot of those folks had probably thought they heard everything I had to say about it. So I would try to bring it in in a way that would hopefully catch their attention. Don't know whether we did that or not. Uh, but we loved it there, and they, you know, we miss those folks so much. But the people of South Macomb have stepped up, make us feel at home, and now we get to preach Easter message in a, in God's house. Yes, we pre we were there last Easter. Uh, that was the beginning days of the pandemic. Oh my gosh! And um, we were meeting at a church member's house uh, out in their field, who had just a marvelous place to. Uh, uh, to meet, I shouldn't say out in their field. We were actually next to a beautiful lake. It was a wonderful sitting, um, the whole church, and we were really blessed to have that. But we were yesterday for Palm Sunday back in the Lord's house. And man, I don't know what your church has done. I don't know what's happened in your church. By the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the scripture. But yesterday at South Macomb Baptist Church, our choir sang it. Oh my gosh, did they, man, did they take a throne, throne room of grace. And then we celebrate the Lord's Supper and uh, for those uh, that think that's no big deal, you need to revisit that. You need to reexamine it. And pastors, 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 listen to me. You need to start making that a focal point of the service, not an add-on to the service. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, but I'm telling you, I don't know who's teaching these preachers today, but they need to teach them. Make sure that you emphasize the supper, uh, the celebration of the supper. It is the one thing Jesus commanded us to do in his memory. Okay. By the way, if you want to contact us, dspreacherman at gmail.com, GS, uh, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. And then you can check us out on the Facebook. Our Facebook page is there with videos and and things that we've we've done and post. Uh, there's just lots of stuff on the Facebook page. You can contact us, leave a prayer message, prayer request, excuse me, leave a prayer request, and, and send us a message. So a lot of things. We've got all the fluff stuff out of the way. Let's read the Bible. If you didn't get your Bible, you're probably not going to, so let's read it. Matthew 28. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. 
His countenance is like lightning, his clothing as white as snow. And the guard shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee, and you there you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear, and I love that phrase, with fear and great joy, and ran to bring his disciples' word, fear and great joy. What a great phrase. I think it captured the essence then of the early church, the early early believers, those uh, who went to the tomb certainly had it, and I think many of them in those early days had it, and unfortunately, I think we have lost it. I think we've lost that great joy of the Lord, and I think we have we have lost that fear of what it is not to do what God wants us to do. Not that I think God wants us to to live in, uh, you know, being scared of everything. But I think part of our our problem is we have lost that fear, that respect, that awe of being in the presence of God and being able to share uh, the Word of God, the message of God, and do the work of God. I think the church Lord Jesus Christ today needs to revisit the tomb, uh, realize it's empty, and then go out and declare the truth. Part of the problem that we have today with weak, anemic, anemic, I guess is the word, I'm sorry, anemic, oh, you know what I said. (laughs) Oh, I don't talk so good at times. But let me tell you something. Pitiful, pitiful, pitiful is the, the... the way some churches are treating their ministry today. I, I talked to a lot of folks today, and some folks are not even sure what their churches are trying to do. Uh, you know, they're using the excuse of the pandemic. Let me tell you, ministry should not have stopped. Yes, there's probably some things we've had to do differently. Hopefully, there's some things we're doing better, but they should not have stopped because there is this stuff going on in our, in our country, in our world. What it should do is drive us to be more committed, more serious, and, and to find every way we can to get the message out. I talked to a, to a new friend I have today who spent years ministering uh, and pastoring in a church in, well, we'll just say the Northeast. We'll just say that in, in, a, in a world that, well, there just aren't a lot of Christians, aren't a lot of believers. But he preached and served the Lord up there, did a great job. Now he's come back here for retirement. What a great man he is. What a great servant of God he is. And I say, yes, not was, but is, because he's still serving the Lord. And boy, he is already, in the three or four times that we've had an opportunity to talk, taught me some stuff. Oh, well, I didn't realize how, you know, how little I have done to talk to him. But man, this guy, I'm telling you. But he and I agreed today that the problem with the church today is simply we have forgot that it's all about Jesus. Now, those who went to the tomb that day, Mary, the other Mary, you know the crowd, you know the story probably. They knew it was about Jesus, even before they went to the tomb. Now, they went not expecting to find a risen Savior. They went expecting to do for their loved one what they weren't do before he was put in the grave because of the, uh, because of the, you know, the ritual of the day. The Sabbath had come, and you're not supposed to work and all that. And, and so once the Sabbath passed, they were going to anoint him. And so that's why they went. A lot of people forget they didn't go expecting a risen Savior at all. They went expecting, well, a big stone in front of the cave, and they wondered what was going to happen. I've heard people say, well, why'd they go then if they didn't know? Hey, if we quit doing something every time we don't know the answer, well, how much will we get done? I'm telling you, that's part of the problem with churches today. They think they have to know how to know all the answers before they start something. Let me tell you something. We walk by faith, not by what's that word? Sight. 
We want to see it and then we'll believe it. But that's not what the church is supposed to do. The church is supposed to believe it long before they see it. Or they did. I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, you say, well, Brother Danny, would you have gone with him? I don't know. But I'd like to think I would have. But maybe I wouldn't have. But I'd like to think that when I heard what happened, I would have learned the lesson from them that apparently we haven't learned. And that's to do great things for God and expect great things from God, as, as William Carey once said. And uh, I throw his name out there and quote him since I said that unexpectedly. And I say unexpectedly because I wasn't planning on quoting him. It just kind of showed up and, and it spewed out there. Sorry about that. Well, no, I'm not. I think it fit. Okay, here we go. Anyway, so they go to the tomb not expecting to see what they saw. And they left the tomb experiencing something they hadn't experienced before. The joy of knowing that the tomb was empty. Now, there's three or four things we're going to talk about today. We may not take, I guess I shouldn't say it. Kathy says I should never say anything about time. Because she says, and y'all who know Kathy know she's right. And I'm using it wrong. But... Kathy says, every time I say we might get out early, we get out late. Well, we might get out before the 18 minutes today. I'm watching it. I may, it. I may quit mid-sentence if I have to. No, probably not. But anyway, we're going to talk about just a few things about these ladies. Number one, they didn't expect to see what they saw. But number two, when they saw what they experienced, they kept seeing what they had seen. And that was the grave is empty. And the Lord had risen. Now listen, I'm not going to give those back to you again. You can write those down. You can remember those too. But that was life-changing. They didn't expect to see the tomb empty. They didn't expect to see the stone rolled away. But not only did they see it, they experienced that moment. Listen, I hope you've had that moment. You say, Brother Danny, I've never been to the empty tomb. Well, I don't think you have to go physically to the tomb to have that moment. I just think you need to be Jesus. I think you just, when you find the Lord, when you really find the Lord, you really come to the Lord, I think you have that moment. That moment is it's indescribable. If you could easily describe, if you could easily describe what happened to you, then I would question what happened to you as far as salvation goes. Because I'm telling you, it's beyond words. Yesterday in our church, we had a man read a part. Uh, in, in, in that choir presentation, we had several guys read Parson Good Choice. We had several ladies as well. I don't want to skip anybody because they all did a great job. But we had a man read a part. And boy, you could just, I could see his face as he was reading it. And he was reading a centurion soldier's part. One who, who was literally at the cross when Jesus was crucified. And boy, you could just see it was all over him. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk too much much about it, but you could just see that reality was all over him. He realized the glory of the Lord, the the resurrection, everything that you want to realize, and I, I you could just see it in his face. We need to have that moment. You say, "Oh, brother Danny, you're talking about emotion." No, I, I, I'm talking about more than that. Yes, I'm talking about emotion. Emotion is is uh, something. Emotions are something God has given to us, and they are to be used. But if you don't have that kind of joy, that kind of well great fear and joy. Uh, I tell you, you stand be- before the power of God and you see the empty tomb. Whew, <laughs> I don't know. I give you great, great fear and joy. We need to be on these ladies went back and told the disciples what they were supposed to tell them. And so the third thing, and we're just going to do that because uh, I remembered one and two, we're going to do number three. You may not get another number here. The third thing is when they left the tomb, they shared the message. When they left the tomb, they shared the message. I wonder how many of us when we go to church, and some of you have great pastors, great preachers, great orators, and all that kind of stuff, and, and, and boy, you just you go out the door and you you tell the pastor a great sermon, or you you look, oh, man, that was a good sermon. But I wonder how many of us leave the church empty to go tell the world 
that the tomb was empty. I wonder how many of us empty out the church to declare to the world that the tomb is empty and our lives can be full. Boy, they did that. I'm telling you, those three ladies, they left that, they left that empty tomb and declared the truth and the word of God. And it wasn't long before that message caught on and it literally turned the world upside down. Now, I'm telling you, the world right now is being turned inside out all the things that's going on, all the things that are happening, all the things that are taking place. And I think if we got back and started doing what these ladies who went to the tomb did, that it would make an impact. Oh, I wish we'd had time to read more of the story. We didn't. Maybe we'll get to do some more this week on the Easter story. I hope that we do. Uh, I'm, I'm tentatively hoping perhaps to do uh, another couple of podcasts this week at least. We'll see. Now, Thursday is Thursday's discussion. And that's when we we get questions and we answer those, but I hope to do some more on this, on, on, on this story and kind of dive into it a little further. But anyway, so these two ladies, they, they are, man, they get with this great fear. They go out and, and they give the message that those delivered to them. And we need to begin to do that. And then they become exactly what God would have us become. They become those who bear the good news to others. And as far as we can tell from history, not one of those recanted or ever changed their mind or ever walked away from the faith or ever. Well, you get the idea. When you stand before the empty tomb, when you get great fear and great joy because you have been in the presence of God and seen the power of God, you never back, you never back away from the will of God or the way of God or direction of God. There's something about coming to grips with the fact that Jesus Christ really is risen from the grave that makes a difference. I, I am afraid that we don't talk about it enough today. We don't, well, I, I don't know why we don't, but we don't. We don't talk about it enough. We don't preach on it often enough. We don't mention it. Uh, most churches have crosses, you know, somewhere in their sanctuaries, but they are a secondary item instead of a primary item. We need to remind people, yes, 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 Jesus hung on the cross but he didn't stay there. Yes, he was laid in a tomb, but he didn't stay there. And right now, I know exactly where he is. He's at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and I. And he is he is asking God to bless and direct and motivate us to do exactly what we should do. And the problem, the problem is not that God isn't motivating us. The problem is we're just not doing it. We're just we're just not about the Father's business. We something has happened to us. We have fallen silent. We have we have not sharing the word. This is the week of Easter. Begin to share, begin to just revel in the fact that Jesus loves you and has done something great for you. We need to move on to this story. I've chased a rabbit here today. I know you know that. Hopefully you'll overlook that, but let's get back to the story. The Marys who were at the tomb went to the disciples and told them what happened, but they didn't stop there. They didn't stop there. As far as we know, as far as we could tell, as far as we've discovered, as far as everything that has ever been revealed to us about their life, they continued to share the truth of God to the day they went home. Had a wonderful discussion today with a lady approaching 90 years old, blind now, can't, can't see, can't really get out of bed, break your heart in many ways. But today she got to talking about missing church and loving church and reading her Bible and all the things that we take for granted. And I can tell she spent many a day reading the God's word, sharing God's truth. She talked about going to Sunday school. She talked about things that that she misses now that she's not able to get out. And my friend, you don't miss that if you don't go to those things. I think too many people in the pandemic, we're fixing the clothes. Don't worry. Don't panic. Uh, This is the message for the day. Let's do what we should be doing, but have been excused in a way 
because what is happening in our world, I think because of the pandemic, many of us have backed off, backed down, backed away, and it is time to go back to church. It is time to read the word. It is time to share the faith. It is time to lift up the glory, the glory and the glorious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is time to get back to doing what God would have us do. Uh, very early in the morning, they went to the grave and it made a difference. Very early in the morning, we wake up. Our first thoughts, our prayer should be, Lord, what would you have me do today? Lord, who can I be a blessing to today? Lord, who can I help along the way today? Lord, help me, show me the way to go. Help me learn the things I need to say. Lord, help me become the blessing you want me to be to other people. Well, listen. I know that many of you today said, Brother Danny, all you've done is read scripture and kind of rattle off a little bit. Well, I, that's true. I wouldn't deny that. And I gave you a couple points there, but those, but those are true. But I want you to catch the excitement of those ladies with great fear and joy went out and shared the truth of what happened on that first Easter morning. Listen, I know that Easter's become so many things to so many people. But the thing it needs to become to you and I is a celebration of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives every day, but especially on this day, on this Sunday, we should be celebrating what God has done through our Lord Jesus Christ, who loved us long before we loved him, who came to seek and to save that which is lost, who is a name above all names, and there's no other name uh, given among men by which we must be saved, who is, by the way, the way, the truth, and life, and the only way to heaven. Well, that's my first Easter reminder of the week. No, it wasn't a sermon. It wasn't a Bible study. Some ramblings of an old preacher, but I'm telling you right now. I have visited the tomb today with those ladies four, five, six, seven, eight times, maybe more. I have read that passage over and over again, and I'm praying that God would give me if I don't have it, that great joy and that great fear that I might not only praise him, that I might serve him in a way that is more powerful and more distinctive than I've ever served him before. Listen, as we prepare for Easter, let's make a decision right now. Even if we haven't been going to church, we're going to God's house. We're going to go worship the Lord. You say, Brother Danny, I'd love to go to church, but you know, I'm not sure that they're really uh, being socially distanced and all this kind of stuff. Okay, so find you a place to go Sunday that you know would be socially distanced. Yeah, but I've got a church home. Well, if you're not going, okay, if you're not going because you're afraid they're going to be socially distanced or you know they can't be, then go somewhere else this week. Don't use an excuse, well, I can't go because they don't socially distance. There's enough churches that you can go and visit in and worship this week. They won't be trying to steal you away from your church. Tell them when you get there, listen, I'm here to celebrate and worship with you. And I'm gonna. I'm here to socially distance, but I have a church home that I'll go back to as soon as I can. But today, on this day, I come into, the guy, I come into God's house looking for an experience with the Father go looking for that kind of experience. Those ladies expected something. They didn't get what they expected. Well, and that's the way it normally goes. But God, he gives us so much more than we expect. Okay, so three things real quick. We'll go, you know, our goal here at DK Ministries, every time we do one of these podcasts, is not to sell you something, to give you something. We call it a thought for the day. So let me give you a thought for the day. Start preparing now, whether you listen on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or even Saturday. 
Start preparing as soon as you hear this podcast for worship this week. Make your plan. Pray that God would lead you and guide you. And if the first thing you do is, you know, hesitantly say, well, I'm just not sure, then find you a place to go where you can worship the Lord. Listen, I'm not being critical of any church, and I'm not telling you to leave your church. I'm just telling you, find a place to worship. Just find, I don't care how far you got to drive. Hey, if you got nothing else, if you live anywhere around uh, our area, come visit with us Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. We'd love to see you at South Macomb Baptist Church. And we'll, we'll take the fact and love you and say, okay, great, you're here to visit with us today. Uh, and, and you want to social distance, there's plenty of room for that. And we understand that you have a church home, you're going back there. But in the meantime, we'll be glad to minister to you. Okay? And I got, I got to feel a lot of churches would be. A lot of churches would love to see you. And yes, if you can go to your church, your church, a place that you have a commitment to, a place you have an attachment with, go there. But make a plan today to start attending the church. Let me tell you, the ladies got up early, went to the tomb. But the reason they got up early, went to the tomb. We're going to close with this. I got so much more I wanted to say, but I've already spoken longer than I meant to. The reason they got up early, went to the tomb that day, where they made plans to do it the day before. People who don't plan to go to church, do not go to church. It's just that simple. So make your plan, work your plan, worship the Lord, celebrate all the wonderful things that God is doing. And we will see you next time. Don't forget, this is D. Esmond, and this is DK Ministries podcast, Proclaiming the Word podcast. Uh, you can contact us at uh, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase, dspreacherman, gmail.com, all lowercase, at gmail.com, I should say that. And then, of course, you look us up on the Facebook, uh, DK Ministries, and my friend says that, and I just cannot get that out of my mind. I resist the temptation to say it that way. Sorry about that. God bless you. We'll see you later.